0: Episode three Midwest Baseball Ranks coming at you right now. Go like, subscribe, leave us a review. iTunes, Spotify, do us a favor. Go do that for us, please. That being said, here we go. Episode. All right, episode three Midwest Baseball Ranks. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on. On iTunes, you're going to be able to find us on YouTube real soon, building a little background, building a little set so everyone can see my beautiful face, see our guest's beautiful face. So that's coming soon. YouTube will be coming soon. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out the website. We got a lot of good stuff, a lot of more things coming, uh, new things coming every day. That's MidwestBaseballRanks.com. MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Check out the Instagram, Midwest Baseball Rinks. Check out the Facebook, Midwest Rinks. Twitter coming soon. Like I said, YouTube coming real soon. Real excited for that. Thanks for all that you know tuning in each and every week. First two episodes were uh, absolutely phenomenal. It's uh, it's it's really great to see everybody tuning in and enjoying the show, leaving feedback, reaching out to us, and uh, it, it means a lot. It's uh, it, it shows that uh, you know, people are interested in in hearing this. So we appreciate you all that uh, you know listened to the episode, liked it, subscribed, left a rating. We we appreciate it. A lot more to come and you know the more support we get from you the better we can make this show so continue to support it and you know let us know what you want to see you want to see certain guests or you want to see different people you want different interviews or you want us to talk about something else uh, let us know we'll be we'll do our best to make that happen but can't happen unless you uh, unless you reach out so make sure you reach out this episode we're going to talk about some uh, Michigan rankings here Michigan baseball it's uh I talked about this with, with one of the guests already. Uh, Michigan baseball, travel baseball, is uh, it's a special state. It's uh, it's tough, top to bottom, 1 through 10, you know, in the state rankings. Anyone can beat anyone on any given day. These are teams that just battle and battle and battle. And I give a lot of props to these Michigan teams because you look at their schedules and you look at their game changes, the tournaments you went to, most of these teams are pretty competitive in going to these top tournaments, pretty much in every single age level. So, you know, not that other states aren't doing it, but it definitely stands out for Michigan. So a lot, of, a lot of compliments to Michigan there. It's, uh, it's showing what you guys want to be, and what you guys are trying to do over there. So, like I said, most of the teams over there are battling it out at these top tournaments and each and every week. So their schedules are are tough. They're, you know, they're not just battling it out with these other top ranked teams in Michigan, but they're going to these other top tournaments in the Midwest and you know throughout the entire country. So. Um, like I said, Michigan is just, it's a tough state. Yeah, uh, you can beat anyone, and I, I truly mean that. But we're going to go ahead and kick it off. We're going to we are gonna go to uh, the 9U Michigan State Rankings. We, we did release our final 2021 state rankings a little bit back, but we're going to go through them, uh, the top 10 for each age level, and we're going to dive into some teams here and there. So I do want to give special shout-outs to everyone. So, you know, number one at uh, 9U. Better yet, let's start from the back. Let's start. Let's build the momentum up a little bit. Let's get some excitement going here. Let's start with number 10. I got LCB Legends at the 9U. Number 9, I got Legacy. Number 8, I got Midland Explorers. Number 7, Warriors Baseball Club. Number 6, Novi Heat. Number 5, Bloomfield Sting. They were number 20 in our Midwest rankings. Number 4, I got MC9. Over Andrew Meyer, who was on last week, great guest, good feedback, good people over there. Shout out to uh, MC9 over uh, in Michigan, just good people over there. But they came in at number four in the state rankings, number 19 in our Midwest rankings. Over number three, Saginaw Bay River Dogs. They came in at number 17 in our Midwest rankings. Number two. Number two for the 2021 State rankings of Michigan for 9U with the Lockhart Rivals. Good program over there. Good 9U team. Good 10U team. Good, uh, Just good baseball over there. They finished with uh, number 8 in the Midwest, number 2 in Michigan. That leaves us with our number 1 team. At the 9U level, we've got Motor City Hit Dogs. I've got a feeling you're going to see and hear that name a little bit on this podcast, a little bit on the website. Wherever you go, you're going to see Motor City Hit Dogs. Just a, an unbelievable program, top to bottom, every age level. They finish number one in our state rankings in Michigan. They finish number one in our Midwest rankings for the 9U age level. And you go through their schedule, and this is what I'm talking about. This this schedule is unbelievable, top to bottom. Every week, they're playing somebody. They beat Bloomfield Sting. They beat the Cincy, Cincy Flames. They beat Nitro out of Indiana. They beat Bulls Black. They beat Primetime. They beat the SC Vipers. They beat the Rivals. They beat the Naperville Renegades. They beat the LCB Legends. The list goes on and on and on. They beat Warriors Baseball. They beat Saginaw Bay River Dogs. I mean, you're talking other top teams from not just Michigan, but you're talking about other top teams from these other states. You got you got Ohio on there. You got Indiana on there. You got, you got Illinois on there. So they're going and beating these top teams each and every week. So shout out to you, Motor City Hit Dogs 9U. We all know you guys play a competitive schedule. So, um, you know, I still got to give that special shout out, though, because you guys are doing it each and every week, and that's what we want to see. And, you know, at the end of the day, records don't always mean everything. They don't. They do not mean everything. But who you're playing, where you're going, some stats on this Motor City Hit Dogs team. Their first loss to a 9-U team came on July 4th. That was an East cop. They did not lose to a 9-U team of their age until July 4th. That means this team battled for weeks, months, almost the whole entire year without losing a game to a team their age. So that's an accomplishment that uh, I, I don't know if I've, I've seen that late in the season losing a game to a uh, team your age. So. That's quite an accomplishment. And that first loss came to a team, you know, at East, in East Cobb, down in perfect game. So, you know, you know what you're getting down there. You know, like they only had three losses all year to nine new teams, which is quite special. You know, three losses to nine new teams, quite crazy. Two of them were over in East Cobb. One of them was from the Midwest. They lost to the Naperville Renegades. So it's, uh, they battled it uh, at all these top tournaments. And uh, their, their accomplishments speak for itself. That's that's an unbelievable resume. To lose three games at your age level, you're out there playing 10-U teams, you're beating 10-U teams, you lost a couple, but you're out there beating them. And then, you know, you're only losing one game to a 9-U team in the Midwest. Unbelievable. No losses in the state either. So I think hands down this is, this is a no-brainer. Motor City hit dogs number one at the 9-U level. Over to the 10-U level. Just a a great new division here in Michigan, too. Just like I said, 1 through 10, any given day, you never know. Let's start off with number 10, LCB Legends. Number 9, Warriors Baseball. Number 8, Bloomfield Sting. Number 7, Rochester Recruits. Number 6, our friends at uh, Motor City Hit Dogs. Came in at number 20 in the Midwest. Number 5, 3 and 2 Hits. Came in at number 16 in the Midwest. You're going to be hearing a lot more about that team this year, I can tell you that much. That's a little preview, a little sneak peek. They're, uh, They're a team to watch out for this coming year. Number four, HBF Canes came in at number 14 in the Midwest. Number three, Lockhart Rivals came in at number 10 in the Midwest. Number two, Top Tier Michigan came in at number four in the Midwest. Number one, Hawks Gold coming in at number three in the Midwest, number one in Michigan. For the final 2021 10U state rankings, Hawks Gold with a record of 51 and 5. Fantastic season. Again, they started off hot too. Winners of Super Select over an Indy, beating top tier Michigan in the championship. That just shows you right there how how tough the state is, too. You go to the top tournament in in the Midwest, and uh, you got two teams squaring off in the championship from the same state. So that's a... Uh, this is a special division, but let's go dive into Hawks Gold a little bit here with a record of 51-5. They beat the Rochester Recruits. They beat the Warriors Baseball. Motor City, three and two hits. Angels Red out of Milwaukee. That's a great program over there. Good team over there. Midwest Pride out of Iowa. Indiana Nitro, Ohio City Baseball Club. That is one heck of a win. So that came over at Super Select, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, it did. It came over... Um, at that Super Select tournament. So not only are you beating top-tier Michigan in Super Select in the championship, you're beating Ohio City Baseball Club, who was our number one team in the Midwest for the season. Um, that's one hell of a win. Probably I, that's got to be the win of the year, I think, in my opinion. It's uh, as big as a win as you can get. You're knocking on the door and beating Ohio City Baseball Club, come back to the uh, next game and beat top-tier Michigan. So you beat two top teams in the top four in uh, in the same day. says a lot uh also beat lockhart rivals and uh they finished number you know hard school finished number three in the midwest just a you know well-deserved um ranking that's no doubt about it that's 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 a tough resume and you look at these other other teams too you got top tier michigan who arguably had the best if not the second best uh resume in the entire midwest They, they just had a strong resume uh, very tough team. And then you got Lockhart Rivals, who beat top-tier Michigan in at uh, TBR World Series. And they had a phenomenal year, too. So you got three really, really strong teams that uh, any given day, those, those are going to battle. But, you know, I, I give a lot of props to Hawks Gold, top-tier Michigan. Um, you know, those type of teams, if you look at their schedule, I talked about it earlier, these schedules are tough. They want to play. They want to win. And they want to compete. We're not worried about their record at the end of the day. They're going to the top tournaments no matter what. So you know, take a look at these these team schedules. These are perfect examples of what you should be aiming for. You know, in order to get a good ranking, in order to have your team succeed, in order to get to the next level, get your boys ready, get your get your boys and girls ready, and, and you know, be prepared. So you know, those are great examples of of what it takes to you know be in that top five in the Midwest. So congrats, Hot School, coming in at number one in the 10U level. All right, had 11U division, started off with number 10, B45 Academy. Number nine, you got three and two hits. My my buddy uh, Vlad over there, coaching that team, you're going to hear him on the pod. Just uh, like again, three to two hits. Good people over there. Good program. Excited to have you guys listen to that interview. That would be a good one. Uh, Number eight, Warriors Baseball. Number seven, Bloomfield Sting. Number six, Rochester Rays. Number five, D backs elite, who came in at number 17 in our Midwest rankings. You got number four, Hawks Gold just came in at number one in our 10 10U They come in at number four in the 11U division, coming in at number 15 in the Midwest. You got number three, top-tier Americans out of Michigan, coming in at number nine in the Midwest. And number two, you got three and two hits elite here, the record of 47-7-1, and one, coming in at number five in the Midwest. And your number one team for the 11U division, I think you've heard this name before, Motor City Hit Dogs, coming in with a record of 54-15. big wins over Upper Deck out of Illinois, Naperville Renegades out of Illinois, Indiana Bulls, Nitro, Canes, Midwest, D-backs Elite, Warriors, three and two hits. They play a national schedule you know, they have other top wins, you know, with the entire country. We're trying to keep it limited to, you know, this Midwest. The Midwest is our focus here. It's our, it's, it's our main thing here. So we're not going into wins that you may have had, you know, at, at East Cobb or Florida or wherever it may be, but you know, you certainly deserve the credit. That's, that's for sure. And we are taking that into account. There's no doubt about it, but I'm not going to dive into it on this podcast, but you know, they, they played a national schedule and this is a true national schedule. It's it's you're, you're gone every weekend pretty much. And they're going out there competing phenomenal record. This 11 u division is very, very tough in the Midwest. It's, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, you, you got five, six, seven, eight teams that are real strong and you know, they're, just beat you know you look at their resume here you know not only the teams in Michigan are they beating they're beating Upper Deck out of Illinois Naperville out of Illinois Naperville is one of the best teams in uh in the Midwest for sure if not the entire country so you know you you got this strong team Motor City Hit Dogs just keep bringing it each and every year this 11U team is pretty special I got to see them play a few times over in Indy last year and this is uh this is a tough team they got pitchers they got hitters and uh their pitchers are tough. They are tough on the mound. They're, uh, they're bringing it each and every game. So uh, well-deserved that number one ranking Motor City hit dogs for the 11-U division. 12-U division. Michigan rankings here. I got number 10, Midland Explorers. Number nine, top tier. Number eight, Michigan Dogs. Number seven, Warriors Baseball. Number six, Hawks Gold. Number five, TaylorMade. That TaylorMade team was... Uh, a little combination of the kind of the same team that was in the Little League World Series, from my understanding. So, you know, pretty good team. We all got to see them play over on ESPN. Good ball club over there, Taylor TaylorMade. Uh, number four, Michigan Rebels. Number three, Michigan Bulls. Number two, B45 Academy. And uh, let's kind of just circle back here. Hawks Gold came in at number 24 in the Midwest rankings. TaylorMade came in at number 23 in the Midwest rankings. Uh, Michigan Rebels number 22 in the Midwest rankings, Michigan Bulls number 18 in the Midwest rankings, and B-45 Academy number 14 in the Midwest rankings. Leaving that up to your number one team, you didn't hear them yet, so you know they're coming in at number one Motor City Hit Dogs with the record, 69-10-1. So not only is this team number one in uh, Michigan, they're number one in our Midwest rankings, and, you know, they played a national schedule, (laughs) just like that 11 u team this one is probably a little stronger in my opinion as far as the scheduling goes it's and not that you can't go wrong with either but this is this it's, it's a grind for these kids and you know they deserve it they deserve to play at this level and they're going out there and doing it each and every weekend so perhaps to them and you know when they're local you look at their schedule they're playing mostly up Um, they're not they're not playing any teams really their age they're they're playing up for the most part from what we see so uh, you know, perhaps this team going out there and, again, another team that just doesn't care about their record. They're they're worried about development. So, Motor City Hit Dogs, number one in Michigan for the 12U division and number one in the Midwest. Top over to our 13U rankings. I got uh, number 10, Saginaw Bay River Dogs. Number nine, Muskegon Clippers. Number eight, three and two hits elite. Number seven, Arsenal Baseball. Number six, d D-backs Elite. Number five, Michigan Bulls, who came in at number twenty-four in our Midwest rankings. Number four, Diamonds Force came in at number twenty-two in our Midwest rankings. Number three, Motor City Hit Dogs, Tiersky's team, coming in at number twenty-one in our Midwest rankings. And number two, you got Motor City Hit Dogs Elite with a record of fifty-seven nine and four. Coming in at number three in our Midwest rankings, and that leaves uh, your number one team for the 13-year division in Michigan. You got Hawks Gold coming in with a record of 15-11, number two in our Midwest rankings. This is a tough one. Uh, it really was. This is a this is this is a tough age. Uh, Hawks Gold Motor City Hit Dogs could have gone either way. Both teams very very tough. Both playing uh, some good competition there, but um, you know Hawks Gold coming on with that number one ranking on, on 13-year division, and you know it could go either way this year. Uh, I'm interested to see how that one goes. We got Hawks School and Motor City going to be battling it out. Um, you know, Motor City is going to be ready, and you know Hawks School are going to be ready. So I hope to see them, you know, square off. Maybe play each other once or twice this year, and uh, looking forward to seeing those results. But uh, just a little recap here. Uh, I want to combine the teams here, and how many teams in your organization were ranked in our top ten for the state of Michigan? So your leader it was uh, Motor City Hit Dogs had six teams in the top ten. For our, for our rankings, six different teams in the organization. Hawks Gold had four different teams in uh, in the top 10 rankings from their organization. Warriors Baseball also had four. Shout out Warriors Baseball, also four. Three and two hits, they also have four. They run a great program over there, we know that. Top tier Michigan had three. No surprise there. That 10-U, 11-U team, tough. Tough. Bloomfield also had three. Lockout rivals had two. Like I said, those those, those lockout rivals teams, nine you, ten u team. Uh just good ball clubs. Real real tough teams there. Uh Saginaw Bay had two, Midland had two, LCB had two, dVx Elite had two, B-45 had two, Michigan Bulls had two. So it's pretty cool to see. You know, it's 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 good organizations. Putting these teams in the the rankings here and you know, props to all you guys. uh, Congratulations. It's, you know, it's little things like this that go a long way. You're able to show how many teams you have ranked in your organization and you know, uh, rankings aren't everything. That's for sure. Records aren't everything, but uh, it's a nice little pat on the back showing your hard work paying off. Let's get over to um, how many teams Michigan had in uh, the top 25 for the Midwest rankings. So, that's uh, all, all the Midwest rankings, top 25. We do more than top 25, but I kept it at top 25 for this list. So, Mortar City Hit Dogs had six teams in the organization that were ranked in our top 25 in the Midwest. Hawks Gold had four teams. Lockhart Rivals, top tier, three and two hits. D-bar, D-Backs Elite, the Michigan Bulls all had two teams ranked in the top 25 in our Midwest rankings. A heck of an accomplishment. Props to you, clap, 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 cough, clap, clap, clap for you. Hey, no joke, though, it's a, it's, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. Whether you got one team in there, top 25, whether you got two, three, four, five, you know, any any, any chance to get some pub, and that's what we're all about. So congratulations to all you coaches, all you players. Uh, this is well-deserved. This is, it's not easy being a Michigan and having to play each other every day. So, you know, these, these rankings are well-deserved. So congratulations to all you guys over there. And uh, like I said, we're going to we're definitely going to dive more into Michigan for the preseason and everything. Wanted to go over the rankings. Wanted to give you a shout outs to all, all you players, coaches, family members, whatever it may be. So you definitely deserve to be mentioned on this podcast. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, really getting to see some more Michigan baseball next year. I saw a decent amount last year and uh, I'm excited to see what it's going to come to this year because this state is tough. This State is tough. And I don't want to say they're the best in the Midwest. I'm not going to say they're not. They're right up there. And you know what? Maybe we'll do state-by-state state rankings, which state is the toughest. We'll see. We'll see. They're all tough. But uh, Michigan grind every single day. So, again, this is a state that should be looked at for their scheduling. They do a great job. So if you're looking to see kind of where you're at, reach out to one of those guys. you got a lot of good people um, a lot of good coaches, a lot of good organizations over in Michigan. Send me an email. I'll be glad to hook you up with one of those coaches over there. i um, friends with plenty, plenty of these guys over there in Michigan, and uh, they do a great job. So um, the way they do the scheduling, and it seems like most of the teams are on the same page, too. They're they're always trying to do this, they're always trying to get to the top of the competition. So um, it's not just one organization, not just two. It, it's plenty of them. So reach out to them. Reach out to me. I'll be glad to put you in touch there. But congrats to all you Michigan teams. With that being said, we're going to hop into our first guest here. Let's hop into, uh, first guest, uh, you know, we're doing a Michigan guest, obviously here. So I got, I got Ryan Needham, uh, head coach of top tier Michigan at the 10 U level, going to be 11 U this coming year. Ryan's a great guy known for, for some time here and, uh, just does a great job with his team. His team, uh, just a fantastic team finished at number four in our Midwest rankings. And, uh, this team brings some, some fire, some energy. They're fun to watch. They're fun, uh, they just have fun. And this, that's what baseball is all about. So this is definitely a team that you want to go watch. They're going to be exciting. They're going to put on a show and they play the game the right way and uh, in a new and exciting way. And, you know, me personally, I've talked about it before, but I'm, I'm sick of old man baseball. It's, uh, it's a new age. Things are changing. And uh, this top tier team is is trying to change the game a little bit, but they're doing it the right way. So, you know, props and shout outs to uh, top tier Michigan over there. Coach Dave does a great job running that organization, and Ryan does a great job with his team. So with that being said, let's hop into that first interview. I got Ryan Needham. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back. I have Ryan Needham from top-tier Michigan, 10-U team last year, going to be 11-U this coming year. Ryan, thanks for joining the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad uh, glad to be a part of it and love to see what you're doing, so glad to chat some baseball.
0: Oh, absolutely. Let's let's hop into this team you had last year at the 10U level. Uh, Record of 53-6-1. Phenomenal year last year. Uh, You know, you guys came in at number four in the Midwest for our rankings. And, you know, the type of schedule you guys played, the competition you played, the big wins that you had really carried you to this record, to this ranking. You know, kind of talk about what you guys went through last year and, you know, what you think of this team you got here.
1: Yeah, we – it was a fun year. We had a blast. We – we, we did, we, we won a lot of tournaments. We actually ended up playing a total of 12 tournaments last year. And we started the first tournament we played in. So we played in an indoor tournament over in Indiana um, in the March time frame. And then we finished in the end of July. So it was a uh, fun year. You know, I, I, we look back on it and it was, you know, we talk as coaches and it was, right? We had a really good season. And we played the record for me isn't I don't really care that much about the record. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great to see after the fact, but you know when you when you're in the throes of it, uh, and and you know that some of those teams that we played this year, it was a very successful year. And when, when I look at, you know, we take our team from last fall, if you will, you know that really the the most development that we see and the biggest progress is over the winter. Um, so you look at where they were last November to where they are now you know that's a good indicator of us and you know us as coaches are we doing the right things for these kids and uh, yeah it was it was a great year we played a lot of tough tournaments and and we we had a ton of fun i'm already excited for already excited for next year already as we you know as coaches are uh, in the thick of trying to figure out our schedules but yeah it was a very successful year on all, all for us
0: Yeah, you talk about the schedule. You guys absolutely loaded schedule. Uh, You know, a couple that come to mind for me. You guys were over uh, at Super Select. You were at TBR. You were at um, the Border Wars Tournament. You were at PBR Championship down in Indy. So the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, you say it's not just about the record, and I agree with you 100%, but when you look at your schedule and then you follow it up with the record. So if you're looking at just the schedule, you're looking who you beat, and then you look at your final record, that really speaks volumes. Um, You know, talk about... You know the fact that you guys want to challenge your kids, and you're putting them in this turn these top tournaments each and every single weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's our goal, right? And and for these, when I think about how do we get these kids better, it's I want to put them in those situations. I would rather I tell my kids all the time, and I tell the parents all the time, I'd rather go lose to a team by a couple runs than go walk all over everybody, right? Mercy, mercy teams. That it's not helping not helping them develop in 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 those situations but yeah i mean when you look at it we were we, we did a lot of traveling last year uh, so we started out right we started out in the indoor tournament we actually played a couple there's some, a couple good teams over that way the west Inglewood tigers was a, a really good yep. challenge for us uh went down to grand park and that survivor series and played bulls white who's a really good team um and then we went we went to the rock over in Wisconsin, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. It was my our first time going over to the Rock, and they had a couple of good good teams over there: the Hitters team and the PTA team. Yep, and then the Milwaukee Angels White Squad. So there's a couple of good games over there. And then we went down to the Showdown and U Triple Showdown in Grand Park, which was probably one of my favorite tournaments, one of the top two. Um, and there was you know some really good some good teams there we ended up playing bulls black twice we played them once in pool play actually tied them um and then we played on the next morning so back-to-back games and <laughs> snuck one out there and then we played a, a team which I, I actually think is kind of overlooked team out of indiana called leathernecks black
0: yeah sure. yeah sure and
1: they are they've they've put together done a nice job developing those kids we want a really close game uh there and then we ended up beating a team out of Kentucky, that Vipers team.
0: Mm. Yeah, I forgot about them, yeah.
1: So that was a that was a lot of fun. And going down to and you know, going down to super select was I wasn't sure, you know, at, at this point in the season, I wasn't sure if we were in over our head or or where we kind of stood, you know, as as far as where do we rank and stack up against some of these really good teams. But the boys boys came out to play. There was, you know, there was a lot of really good teams in that tournament when you When you think about like Ohio city, you know, Matt was on uh, your podcast.
0: You guys were the, one of the only teams in the Midwest to take them down. You guys took them down in pool play there. So that's a huge win, you know, right out of the gate for you guys there.
1: Yeah. We, you know, when we looked at that game, us coaches, we knew that was going to be an important game as far as, as far as seating goes for bracket play. And and we played that game and our kids knew and our kids, you know, they follow each other on Instagram. So they Mm -hmm. knew who, who Ohio city was. We, you know, it's always good to see the kids making, you know, making friends on, yeah. online. And so that was a, that was a big game. We ended up, it was a close one. Yeah. We won nine, six, um, beat that three and two, two team. And, um, I think the quarters and then played, uh, Bulls black again, we played those guys. Yeah. Right. We played those guys a lot this last year and, and I'm, I'm good buddies with Josh Loggins coach there. And, um, uh, I think that was actually our third time playing them for the season. And before the game, I remember at home plate, Josh was like, I think third time's a charm. <laughs> and uh, we ended up we ended up getting through that. one. And then we uh, we were going to play the winner of Hawks Gold out of Michigan. who we hadn't played yet this year. Right. And Ohio City. And Ohio City had them. It was on the field right next to us. And Ohio City had them. And Hawks Gold came back and snuck out a really good one. And then we ended up losing to Hawks Gold. Um, I think that was our – maybe our first loss
0: I think it was yeah first loss of the season yep yep.
1: yep. but that was I mean a kid named Paxton throwing for Gold really put it to us they just they were better than us we right didn't, we didn't hit and they they had our numbers so really good friends of ours and so that was good but that was a lot really fun tournament and then we went down to you had mentioned the border wars yeah that was a, a really fun tournament
0: yeah, talk about the start, you guys. I, I believe you. Did you guys go? You didn't win a game in pool play, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: We did not. Right. We, so we were we had traveled down. It was a Saturday, Sunday. It was Memorial Day, so it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday tournament. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we traveled down late Friday night. Actually, took the kids to Louisville Slugger Museum, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and we played. We played Ohio Nationals first. It was our first game in pool play. And it was a real good battle back and forth. Ended up losing that one, 9-7, I think. And then we played New Albany Lightning. Really good team. Good team, yeah And we actually we threw off um, just you know, losing that first one, trying to make something happen, and we ended up losing that one. So we were, I think, the last seed. I wow. Twelve or thirteen teams in that tournament. We were the last seed, and um, yeah, we ended up. So we had to play five more bracket play games all the way back out of that that kind of playing game, if you will, and ended up. We faced uh, we faced Bulls White. Beat Bulls White. Played that Leathernecks team again down yep. in down there in that tournament, and that was that was probably one of the games I remember. They had us. Um, it was back and forth. They had us in the sixth. It was the top. We were the weight team. They had us beat. They were winning, I think, 6-5 in the sixth. Two outs, nobody on base, and we managed to piece something together, scrape across, across two runs, and wow. shut them down in the sixth to win that game. Wow. And then uh, the, the following game, we beat New Albany, New Albany Lightning, which was a, kind of like a revenge game for our yeah. kids. They had already beat us once. They were coming in on high, and we were just getting rolling. Beat them, and then play that Ohio Nationals team, which is a solid team. Those boys can hit. Yeah. Both of those teams can hit. Right, and that was a that was a really fun game. It was we were we were out of pitching, and uh, they were you know they they had I think they had that was their fourth or fifth. Game. I think we had played two more games than them, uh, but they were kind of in the same spot. And it was a both teams hit real well. I think it was a Seventeen, thirteen game or something like that in the <laughs> right? championship, uh, but I—that was a, a lot of fun. And hitting the kids, it's probably one of the kids' favorite because they each of them got those big belts. Those big oh yeah, trip belts. Every single one of them. And so that was a, a really memorable. Term.
0: Yes, I mean not only you know winning four or five games in one day, but you're doing it against top competition. So I mean, you're just talking Bo- Indiana Bulls, White. You're talking New Albany. You're talking Ohio Nationals. I mean, those aren't easy games. So to to, to beat anybody for you know four games in a row on a Sunday is tough to do. But to beat four top teams like that in a row to win a championship—that's that's tough to do, so I think that was kind of the, that, you know, and that was, I think it was a week or two after Super Select, somewhere around there, so to me, that was after those two tournaments, everyone's thinking, you know, top tier, they're legit, you know, they just went back-to-back tournaments here, went to the championship in both of them, and two of the, you know, best tournaments in the Midwest in the entire year, so for, for me, that was like, you know, these guys are for real, they might be the best team in the Midwest, and I think that's where you guys really took off.
1: Yeah, it was, it was definitely a grind. We were we were grinding it out, and we had you know we spent a ton of time last fall and this winter just with working on on conditioning with these kids, right? And we knew it was going to be tough. You get into the you get into those some of those summer months um, where it's ninety degrees and uh, you're down in those close games, and you know we, we try to try to focus on that a lot, and just just the mental aspect of the game for our kids. Right, we, our kids could have folded in that Leatherneck game, yeah. and we're down in the sixth inning. But you know they've they've learned to play in those those tough situations, those tough games, uh, and it really helped us, right? I think playing playing those tougher teams along the way got us prepared for, for some of those tournaments. And um, yeah, it was you know it was a grind. You know, there's times where. You know, those first couple of games, you're like, oh, man, right? We're, we're sitting 0-2. We got a long haul to go. How do we piece this together? But, yep. you know, just staying positive for them, right? We're mentors for them, and they see us getting down, and they kind of, you know, they'll try to follow. So we got to, you know, be good good, good leaders as coaches in the dugout as well um, and, and stay positive for them and really just encourage them to go out and one, win every pitch, right? That's what we yeah. tell our kids. We're just going to go out there, and we're going to try and win every pitch and see what happens, and that's what they do.
0: No, and I agree, and that's what you guys did all year long. You know, talk about this coming year. What, are you guys headed back to these top tournaments? Um, I saw you guys are signed. Are you guys signed up for Travel Ball Select, the World Series over there.
1: You know, we're we're actually most likely not going to be able to play in that. Okay, that Rick, and uh, it was on my kind of bucket list to do this year. Yeah, uh, but we have some kids going down to Perfect Game World Series, and we got a kid or two that'll be playing in uh, the Futures event this year down in North Carolina. Oh, okay, yeah, so same weekend, yeah. Most likely not going to work out. But yeah, I mean, we're going to, our plan is we're going to, we have 10 or 11 weekends that we have scheduled for next year. Um, and we're going to do a lot of those same tournaments. I think we're going to start in over in uh, the Legacy Center over near Detroit area, mm-hmm. in Brighton. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of really good baseball in Michigan. A yeah. lot of the, oh, yeah. a lot of the, I mean, you look at those top six, seven teams, they are all very, very competitive. And a lot of them are playing there. We're going to go back down to the Grand Park Showdown um, and play in that one. And then we have a couple fill-in weekends. You know, when I look at piecing this schedule together, uh, I love to travel. I'm not a huge hotel fan, but I love to travel and go sure. play a lot of great teams. Yeah. But I also, we also got to think of, you know, there's a lot of, I know from our team, there's a lot of grandparents that love to come watch these kids to try and stay local a little bit. But we're going to go back to Super Select. We're signed up to that in that one. That one's, I think there's 13 teams already registered for that yeah, one. It's, it's gonna be-
0: loaded already. Yeah, it's it's absolutely loaded already. I looked at it the other day. It's It's crazy.
1: Um, we're gonna go back. Our plan is to go back down to the Border Wars tournament. I think the nationals are there. We're gonna go play in there and hopefully get a couple of these top teams signed up and draw some some other talent. Yeah. Um, and then the PBR World Series. We're gonna. Our plan is to go back to that one, and then potentially that last week, that middle of July weekend. I saw uh, Grant Parks gonna do a World Series this year. And, yeah. So we might we might go try and make it down back down to that one we're playing about game day does a national championships up here in um, Grand Rapids at the which was the art band complex which is really nice we might go play in that one so yeah we you know we're we have registered for about half of our tournaments sure the other ones are, are we have the dates selected that work we're just trying to wait and see who signs up and I don't want to be the first one I just kind of try and talk to other coaches, trying to build those relationships and see where people are going and who's signing up and finalizing
0: that way yeah that's what it's all about and that's what we're kind of doing here every coach we kind of talk to we're we're throwing out there you know where other people may be going and you know the more coaches i talk to they're saying the same thing hey you know when you talk to such and such and such and such let me know where they're going because we want to go there too so you know yeah i love that you know continue to communicate with with me and let me know where you guys are going i'll let other people know so no that's great Um, uh, the one thing i wanted to talk about with your team your team is uh is is got some special characters on the team you guys have a lot of swag on this team and I talk about on this podcast how important it is to to have fun at this age and to you know act like Fernando Tatis Jr. Tim Anderson these guys that are having fun out there your team really does that man and and I I love that personally so kind of talk about that is this the is this just the way these kids are do you guys help bring that out in them but these these kids have fun on the field
1: yeah, they, they do have a lot of fun, both in the field and in the dugout. Sometimes it's <laughs> sometimes I just kind of put my head down and they're dancing around in there. Uh, you know, we I don't teach that. We encourage them to have a good time sure. and to be themselves and, and and really just to kind of play loose. I've seen you know this is this will be my fifth year coaching, and you know if kids are are playing tight, you never really get the best out of them. So right. so playing loose, having a good time they love to listen to music and there's a couple songs that they all get up and start dancing to but you know there's there is a they know when and they can they can kind of tune it back or tone it back when, when when need be but yeah yeah they're we like to get down to business right we work really really hard all winter long we i mentioned it earlier we spend we did an eight week program this winter just in a classroom with our kids uh, about the mental aspect of the baseball game and wow. it's love know, baseball is really a losing man's game it's tough and especially with these younger kids they can they can turn that into a negative and get on this this downward spiral if if they let it so we you know we spent an hour every wednesday going through the mental aspect and and uh, you know it's about obviously baseball is about having fun right i want these kids to have fun I want them to enjoy coming to practice. I want them to enjoy looking forward to the tournaments. And, and we have that group of kids um, and, and, and families on this team. But, yeah, they are – there's there's some crazy kids on the squad. And, and it's fun, right? And they, they start to get some of the other kids that are a little shyer, getting them involved and having fun, staying loose. And, um, it's you know, they're just a great group of kids. They're fun to watch. I'm over there – I like to – there's 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 been times where I'll take the coin flip, right, and I'll I'll pick getting farthest away from the kids, whether that's home or away, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> sometimes I can't hear, I can't focus on coaching, right. And call plays. So uh, Tyrone, Tyrone, the assistant coach, he, he always gives me a, a, a little good laugh every now and then. If I pick if I pick away because we're on the third base line, I want to go over to first base. <laughs> You're like what are you doing? I'm like, you can handle them today? But right. Uh, No, they, you know, they, they, they know when to tune it back and, um, you know, we let them have fun. There's a lot of fun games we play through the winter, little competitive games that we do with them and just kind of just keep them loose. And yeah, if I wish I could teach that yeah right I probably, I probably wouldn't be where i'm at
0: <laughs> no I, I i love it personally it's uh for those of you that have not seen the way this team plays they bring the energy and and like you said they know when to tune it down you know if, if the game's not going their way they're not out there you know celebrating a hit if they're down six six nothing whatever that may be um but you know they're going to celebrate success you guys celebrate that success and, and you guys as coaches make sure they're ready to play so this game is about fun especially at this age you know there's uh, you know, the college coaches are going to be coming in a few years, but right now let these kids have fun and enjoy the moment. So, you know, I, I appreciate the way you guys do things there and um, I hope it continues. And I don't know if you'll be able to stop those kids anyways, even if you don't want it to continue.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think I have an option there. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to continue whether I like it or not. Right. Um, but, it's, you know, it's kind of the new day, right? New right. day and age. And it's, it's different from when, from when we were playing ball. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's fun to watch, you know. We I think another thing that helps us is we we have a really good well, last year, a really good eleven U team, twelve U this year. Sure, and we have some good battles with them through the winter time, the spring time, and uh, they got a great group of kids there. And they you know, when we're at when we're at the similar tournaments, they'll come into our dugout and help help cheer us on, and our kids will go into their dugout and help cheer mom, just to kind of keep that motivation and spirit up, which is which is great, and uh, just trying to build a good culture here.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense, and you know, you talk about that gonna be twelve U team, also a really good team. Do you guys train together in the offseason at all, or is it completely we do. separate?
1: Last year we did. Okay, we, we we trained with them. We would do a, a lot of our individual stuff separate, but come uh, come the day that we get on the field, um, we do a lot of work with them. When we're taking kind of reps, we we work with them, right? We want we want our kids. Um to be challenged and those kids challenged us, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got, you know, somebody at, sh- at shortstop who's really, you know, they pushing the younger kids on our team. We're pushing them, but yeah, we spent quite a bit of time last year training with them. We actually, when we got outdoors, obviously in Michigan, you can usually get outdoors about end of March, beginning of <laughs> April time. We we coordinated, so they were on the field next to us. Um, and so we would we would train with them in the summertime every Tuesday, Thursday, so we would do, we did Tuesdays, individual team stuff, Thursdays we would combine, and we would practice with them, do a lot of drills and, and fielding, where we would split kids up, so we had uh, 10s and 11s mixed in together, hmm. and then we would uh, break something down at the end, and we would do a little mini
2: scrimmage.
0: No, that makes sense, and you could tell it translates over because of the maturity that these kids have on the field, and, and, and the, the way they train themselves, so everything that they do is, uh, you know, it's it comes from this it comes working with older kids and getting the support from the older kids so that's why I asked that question because I could kind of tell that it's coming from somewhere else and I think it's you know that those older kids kind of helping push that drive that
1: yeah you know we also have uh, the luxury we have you know some older older programs older teams within our organization Uh, Dave Weiss who runs top tier Michigan helped coach a 16U team and you know Jason Miller uh, he has Jason has a boy on that team and we would we would work with them sometimes, or they would come work with us, and we would have a, a 16U kid from a positional player help work with our 10s. Sure. So He would jump in and start doing drills, and then he would, you know, help our kids out. Um, so that kind of that individual stuff. And, they, you know, you start getting up into that age, that maturity level is a little bit different, and it's a little bit more focused. That. And that, def- I saw a lot of gains, you know, helping uh, working with those guys too.
0: No, yeah, I love it. That's that's how these kids are going to get better. It's you know working with older kids and the maturity is huge at this age. So you could tell, you could tell it with your team. That's for sure. So I want to hop into something else here. I'm gonna test out something new here. We're gonna play a quick little game here with you, Ryan. You're gonna be our first our con- first contestant of any game we're having here. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna throw out just a quick question for you, and I want you to give you the first thing that comes to mind. So you don't got a lot of time here. It's just a Quick answer and uh, n- nothing too crazy. It should be pretty easy answers for you.
1: Awesome, I'm ready.
0: All right, let's do it. Here we go. First question: Favorite MLB player of all time?
1: Ooh, Bryce Cecil, Fielder.
0: Oh wow, I was not expecting that answer. That's a great answer. I love that one.
1: Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was one of my faves. Could stick it and played first. And I, you know, the other, the other, the other guy that came to mind is Derek Jeter jeers sure. uh, from our hometown here in Kenzo did, did a ton with our area but yeah I would say my first my first first guy was Cecil yeah.
0: that's awesome I love that <laughs> so favorite seed to get in bracket play besides number one
1: uh probably f- four
0: okay I like that why
1: probably four it usually works out uh, where it depends on the on the tournament. You, you can usually sneak away with a little bit later game on Sunday. Ooh, good point. And and so, although this past year we we ran into a hand two or three tournaments where uh, the one seed one seed's playing at eight a.m. Right, one seed's right. playing like a really low seed, which I didn't really I wasn't a big fan of. But I like that four seed. Um, you can usually make some good progress. You play, you know, you usually play like a ten o'clock game, so you can sleep in it a little bit right and then work your way up through that way
0: no i like that answer yeah i was hoping you wouldn't say two so i'm glad you didn't say two so that kind of goes to my next question here favorite game time on a weekend
1: probably probably six o'clock on sunday
0: 6 p.m championship game right yeah
1: because that usually means you're there i mean we were we seem to be a slow early morning team right first mm-hmm. first game in the morning got a couple kids on the team they like staying up and playing video games sure. and they're usually dragging so you know we're trying to get them motivated but it's probably probably just because of the champ you know four or six o'clock on sunday usually means you you're, you're there
0: yeah right you're doing doing something right <laughs> uh favorite college logo
1: it's got to be the block m
0: black m, huh? I should have known that was coming right yeah. <laughs> yeah uh let's see favorite thing to do besides baseball
1: oh right deer hunt nice Deer hunt. Yeah. Usually so you'll notice we, we, we stop playing when it gets in November in the fall. Yeah. That's usually so I can get a month to be in the woods and deer stand, <laughs> get my peace and quiet away from, from everything. Kind of right. refocus. But yeah. I'm big deer hunter.
0: When, when you're out there deer hunting, are, are you like your boys? Are you guys, listen, are you listening to music and racking out and, and everything?
1: No, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm usually just kind of dialed in. Yeah. Right. Dialed in trying to, block everything away I work I work a lot of hours and uh I'm usually either thinking about baseball or I'm not not listening to music
0: right <laughs> you're relaxing enjoying some time by yourself <laughs> So I got one more question here for you. We, we end the end the podcast every time with uh, you know the same question for everyone. I want to talk about one moment that comes to mind for you that when I say travel baseball really speaks to you. So, you know, maybe a, a moment, a double play that you guys turned, a game winning hit, uh, a championship win or, you know, whatever it may be. What's kind of one moment that you've been a part of that you'll never forget when it comes to this game?
1: Yeah, there's there's a, there's a bunch of them. I, I would say that probably the one that comes to mind from this past season was was from that U Triple showdown. Was beating the Vipers in the championship and and, and it, it was pretty much the culmination of it. So we had we had got some weather on Saturday that pushed the games a couple hours, and uh, so Sunday got pushed back. We made it we made it to the championship and uh i think it was a it was a six o'clock start i believe and
0: your favorite time
1: yeah it was six (laughs) o'clock start we were playing on one of the complexes the field we played on didn't have lights and we started that game i think it got into the fourth end of the fourth we were down one and a couple of the directors came running on the field and asked for the coaches to come together. And I had no idea what was going on. Uh, and he had said that, and it was starting to get dark. He said, right now is a good time just to pick up and move fields to a field with lights on. You don't want to finish in the middle of an inning. And, uh, we both agreed. So we all picked up our stuff and moved, walked about a half a mile over to one of the other quads that were there. And, pick and started that game back up. It was as the, as the sun was going down, and we battled back and forth with with the Vipers. We were down, we were down one or down two actually, down two going in the bottom of the six. We had our ten hitter up, and uh, he, you know, we he got on. We got a couple other good clutch hits and ended up. Uh, walking it off in the bottom of the sixth to beat the Vipers. Really, really wow. good team in Kentucky. And, uh, so that, I think, was a, kind of a crazy moment and fun moment all at, all at once.
0: Right. A lot of emotions for that one. Yeah, like you said, that Vipers team, you know, phenomenal team. They got a couple, one or two true aces on that team too. So that's a great win, and, um, you know, it was early for you guys too. And like I said, those first couple of tournaments, that really put you guys on the map. Not that you weren't on the map, but that really said, you know, this, this team is the real deal. And, uh, you know, it starts with that big win over the Vipers right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a big. That was kind of a pivotal part in our season, really. I mean, you look at, you know, we played some good teams, but not really a good con. Really, the great contest we were looking for, and you know, I I, I was just happy to be in that game at that point. Sure, for kids to for the kids to battle battle back, and uh, we actually built some good relationships with Hammonds, the coach of that Vipers team. Mm-hmm. After that, and uh, we still chat about where they're going and where we're going, and you know, how do we kind of pair something up and work you know, work on going to some of the same tournaments. So yeah, it's amazing, the relationships you build, um, throughout the, you know, just coaching in in this sport and you meet a ton of awesome people and learn, right. Just being a, a learn, a steward of the game. Right. And I, I think we, we talk about it a lot within our organization about as coaches, right. How do we develop ourselves as coaches Mm -hmm. and, uh, whether that's classroom courses or, or learning new things, uh, but I think that's the most important, right? The game's changing, and, and uh, a lot of things are saying. But how do we how do we get better as coaches so that we can, you know, teach them in the new ways in this game?
0: So yeah, no, that makes sense. We all talk about player development. We need the coach development too. So it's it's a good point. It's a great point. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on, man. For those of you out there uh, that have not checked out this top tier team, going to be 11U next year. Top tier Michigan, you know, obviously one of the best teams in Midwest. But I can guarantee you, you're not going to see a more fun team out there. You know, this team plays with with class. With, they're, they're fun to watch. They got swag. They play hard. So, you know, those of you that haven't seen them, make sure you check them out this year. But Ryan, we wish you the best this coming season, and I'm excited to watch you guys play. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me on, and uh, looking forward to, to following you through
0: throughout the course of next year, and I'm sure we'll
1: see you around. No, I appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah, thanks
0: for having us. All right, great interview with Ryan there. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, another great person in uh, in this baseball game here and travel baseball. You know, we need more of that, so um, Ryan does a great job with his team. and hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Um, Love that new game I'm playing. I'm going to be throwing in some new games there more often, and uh, fun to see. Uh, you know, last week we talked with Rick over with uh, Travel Ball Select and his tournament, which uh, you know one of the top tournaments in the in the entire country. Just it's, it looked at it again today, and uh, you got a couple more top teams hopping in. It's uh, it's going to be a special one. But I want to kind of hop into another top tournament, deep dive into it. And you know, this this one's I don't know. How, I told you this last week. I don't know how many teams they're taking, but uh, Super Select over in uh, in Westfield for for uh bullpen tournaments is is extremely loaded the nine new teams already got 10 10 teams 10 10 you's got 19 teams 11 you has got 20 teams 12 you has got 27 13 u has got 31 and 14 you has got 28. so if you're not in that one you may want to get in it asap uh, i don't know how many teams they're taking but let's dive into it a little bit And nine you you got uh, a couple of canzalosi sparks teams out of Illinois. you got gem city throwbacks out of dayton you got indiana bulls obviously black and white uh you got motor city hit dogs you got the upper deck cougars so nine you should be pretty uh, pretty good one we those nine U rankings we'll probably get the first set out probably sometime in uh i don't know maybe maybe after this tournament would be a great time to you know put those incoming nine U rankings out for the first time so um top over to the ten U division this one's uh pretty loaded as you would expect um, and I'm just going through the teams that are in the Midwest too. So you got a couple teams from Kentucky and um, some states that we don't cover, but for the Midwest here, um, you got the Kansas City Sparks out of Illinois. You got Flash out of Indiana, real good team over there. You got uh, Hit Dogs out of Ohio, uh, both black, both white. Missouri Gators, uh, Motor City Hit Dogs, both teams. You got Leonard's team and you got Hall's team. Naperville Renegades. Uh, Motor City Hit Dogs and Naperville Renegade squared off in that championship last year. <laughs> unbelievable. I think it was a 2019 final or something. Uh, and no, not the year 2019. Uh, it was 2021 final, but the score was 2019. I, I was watching that game for a little bit. An un- unbelievable game. Two fantastic teams. Uh, they like to hit the ball. And uh, I think they squared off maybe once other uh throughout the year. So now you may see a rematch of that championship there. Naperville Motor City Hit Dogs. and. Um, you got Springboro Panthers out of Ohio. Uh, Upper Arlington Gold out of Ohio. Shout out Nate. Um, Nate was on the show last week. does a great job with his program. We're going to Upper Arlington Gold there. Uh, 11U. Check out that. 11U. Uh, 3 and 2 hits elite. Uh, Bartlett Rebels out of Illinois. You got Kansas City Sparks out of Illinois. You got the uh, Las Vegas Warriors out of Michigan. Uh, Flash Baseball at Indiana, Gem City Throwbacks out of Ohio. Uh, Hitters Baseball out of Wisconsin, uh, Bulls Black. Indiana Nitro, Motor City Hit Dogs, Naperville Renegades, Ohio City Baseball Club. Shout out to Ohio City Baseball Club, Matt Ratten over there. Matt, we're ready for your team, we're ready to watch you guys play again. Number one team in uh, our final Midwest rankings it was on the show, episode one. Can't wait to see that team. Ohio Nationals, another top five team in the Midwest. Phenom out of Illinois, that's a team to watch out for, Phenom Illinois. Uh, don't be surprised if you see them 1-2 in Illinois by the end of the year. 1-2-3, uh, that's for for sure. This team is uh, its a tough team, and, you know, they're gearing up that schedule, so I'm interested to see uh, see them uh, out in the Super Select. you got PTA out of Wisconsin. Uh, top-tier Michigan, we've talked about them already. Then you got Upper Deck Cougars out of Illinois. That's a loaded, loaded, loaded. 11U division uh I almost lost my breath just naming off those top teams it's a, it's unbelievable it's you know you talk about Rick's tournament and Rick does a fantastic job and you know he, he's he's got a little less teams here but you just it's in this tournament is something special too I, I can't wait to be at this one uh let's hop over to the 12U division uh, you got the Saginaw Bay River Dogs. You got uh, Canes Midwest, you got Sparks O'Neill out of uh, Illinois, Gem City throwbacks, you got GRB out of Wisconsin, uh got Indiana Bulls, obviously, you got Nitro, you got Lake County Lightning, Motor City Hit Dogs, you got both of those teams, you got Naperville Renegades, Oaklawn Lightning, shout out Oakland Lightning in Illinois, making uh, making a presence over there in India. I'm excited to see that team step it up here and see what they got. Uh, you got the Ohio Hit Dogs. Uh, TBSA Indians, former Central Illinois Force team out of Illinois, tough team, good pitching over there. Um, top tier out of Illinois. You got top tier out of Michigan, and uh, you got the Upper Deck Cougars out of Michigan. Um, again, this, this, gosh, man, this 12U division is loaded too. It's, uh, God, I'm, again, I'm losing my breath. Just uh, trying to name these teams. So top over to the 13U division, Canes Midwest, Kansas City Sparks out of Illinois. Uh, a couple of those teams you got Chicago Elite, Cincy Flames, Dayton Sting. Um, God, this <laughs> goes on each age level. It's unbelievable. Hitters out of Wisconsin, Indiana Bulls. Obviously, they're they're going to be there. You got Indiana Nitro, Michigan Bulls, Missouri Gators, Motor City Hit Dogs. um both of their teams over there. All three of their teams, actually Ohio Elite, uh, Rhino out of Illinois, top tier out of Illinois, Upper Deck. And, uh, again, God, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look back at this in, a, in about two, three weeks, and we're going to have to go over it again. And I'm not not—I'm going to have to record this three or four times just to be able to keep up and catch my breath there because these teams, <laughs> so many of them. Hop over the 14 year division there. 14 year division, got Indiana Bulls, you got Bloomington Renegades out of Illinois, Canes Midwest, uh, Chicago Elite, you got the Sparks out of Illinois, GRB out of Wisconsin, Hitters out of Wisconsin, um, Indiana Elite. Indiana Nitro, Lake County Lightning, Midwest Astros, Motor City Hit Dogs, Naperville Renegades, uh, Stoppers Baseball, Top Tier Illinois, Top Tier, a couple of those Top Tier teams out of Illinois, Upper Deck Cougars. So, yeah, just an unbelievable tournament. That one is going to be special. I can't wait to be there. I'll be there. If you're going to be there, make sure you reach out to me. I'd be glad to come check you guys out. I got a couple people with me checking on uh, some different games, doing some scouting, doing some videos, doing some interviews. We'll be out there, uh, you know, doing our best, doing whatever we can to get you guys' exposure. So if you're going to be there, make sure you come find us. Shoot us us an email. Shoot us a message. uh, Sign up for the newsletter. Get in touch with us. And uh, we'll make sure we we meet up over there. But uh, that one's going to be exciting. So, again, if you're not signed up, you may want to get signed up ASAP. Um, I don't know if they're even taking the teams anymore um, we'll have to ask them but May 13th through May 15th over in Westfield um, like I said hop in before it sold out uh, looking at the website right now looks like most of the divisions are still open for right now so uh, good luck <laughs> don't wait too long alright with that being said top into our second interview I got coach Vlad over at 3-2 and Two Hits uh, just does a great job with that program over there. He's got his team. Um, he also helps out a lot with that program. And uh, Really good people over there at three and two hits. They, uh, this program is trending in the right direction, that's for sure. Uh, it's going up, and it's not just one or two age levels. It's, it's the whole program. This team is, you know, this program, I should say, is one to look out for. You got a couple teams that, you know, they they finished great rankings, but you know what I'm hearing in their offseason pickups and you know from other coaches that are involved too that this team this program is uh is going in the right direction it's, it's got a lot of things going for them and they do a good job over there and, and you know their hard work's paying off and it's uh I'm excited to see what they do in this se- this coming season this, this whole program I'm excited to get down by them this offseason too I'm gonna check out check out what they got going on but top of our interview here I got coach Bled here we go mm-hmm. All right, everybody, welcome back. I got Vlad Stoikovich over from three and two hits out of Michigan. Vlad, what's going on, my man?
3: Uh, not much. How are you doing, Jim?
0: I'm doing good. I appreciate you hopping on with us, and uh, you know, want to talk about this uh, program you guys got going over in Michigan. Three and two hits. Um, you know, a, a, a team teams at every age level that are just climbing the charts. Um, good things I'm hearing all over. You know, kind of talk about this program. You know, the, the growth you guys are having, and, and you know where you guys are headed right now.
3: Uh yeah well uh it, it all uh, reflects on uh on the present owner Rob Stevenson he's uh been a big uh, influence on in all, all the teams in the organization he uh he does his part as trying to help uh develop the kids and uh we just you know he leads you know he leads the program and, and we follow so uh Rob's turned into a uh, very good friend of mine, somebody who I talk to on a daily basis. so he he's been a big influence on uh, uh, on my team, but uh, he's been a big influence on other other teams in the program as well.
0: Yeah, and you talk about Rob, and I've gotten to know Rob a little bit, and talking with him. To me, it seems like Rob's got the right mentality, and and wanting to win and do it the right way, and grow, um, and develop these players, and, and go and play the best. So, um, I imagine that's kind of what he preaches. And how is it, how important is that to the kids in the program? Oh, uh,
3: very important. Uh, I think the thing that with with Rob is, uh, it, for him, it's passion, and. You know, he he, when he looks to bring in uh, teams uh, or teams or coaches into the organization, you know, I think passion is the number one thing. And uh, we're fortunate because we have a very uh, big group of coaches that are very passionate about uh, developing and obviously succeeding. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's turned to, you know, like a fraternity with with all of us uh, you know uh, coaches you know, I mean I'm I'm friends with coaches at the 9U uh, uh, obviously my age group Rob's team 13 15, 14 15 I mean everybody knows each other and uh, everybody pushes for one another so I think that's the difference with uh, with the hit with the hits teams is everybody for the most part knows one another and uh, I mean you know case in point you know when you walk into a winter uh, winter practice there's th- three teams going at one time and and then obviously Uh, there's three teams before you, and then there's three teams after you. So everybody runs into each other and, uh, you know, you form all these relationships, but yeah, Rob's influence, uh, for for all the teams and, uh, you know, he's very structured. So it's, uh, like I said, I, have I've been there four years and it's, uh, it's been a great experience.
0: Yeah. And it's important. And I I talked about this with Ryan over at top tier Michigan and talking about, you know, working with the different teams in your program, you really fuels these kids and wants them to, you know, do big things. So being around different teams and and you got a program like yours that every age level is is solid, you know, they're good top of the rankings, every, every single age. So, you know, being able to push those kids to the next level and, you know, want to do good for each other and looking up to one another. uh, I think that's extremely important. So, you know, I credit you guys for, you know, bringing that family feel to the, to the, to the program. And that, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm guessing from this is it's a true family feel from it.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, to be honest with you, it, it hits, we have a hits versus everybody mentality. So, I mean, the, everybody, uh, we always walk in, uh, trying to prove ourselves and, uh, you know, the re- results have shown, I mean, with the, like you just said, a lot of the, a lot of the teams and all the age groups are, are ranked. So, and you know what, uh, and we're fortunate. There's a lot of teams uh, in um, uh, multiple teams in e- in every age group that, uh, in my opinion, should be ranked just because uh, I see how hard they work and they have the results. So hopefully uh, this year uh, there'll be more teams popping up in the rankings. Not you know not just uh, one team at an age group.
0: Let's kind of happened to uh, the next thing here? Talk about your team. So head coach of the 11U team last year. I'm um, Going to be 12 year th- 12U this year, correct? Yes, sir. Talk about kind of the year you guys had. It looks like you guys had a pretty good season. Um, you know, some good wins and, you know, play some good competition. Talk about the, you know, the season that you guys had.
3: Uh, uh very proud of the, uh, the season we had last year. I, 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 I'd like to think we, we caught a lot of people off, uh, off guard. We, uh, we had some, uh, we had some, uh, big additions, uh, the past off season and, uh, you know, we started changing our, our team dynamic where we turned into more of a pitching and defense team. So, you know, adding the, uh, uh, some top of the rotation arms, uh, really, uh, helped, uh, build our, 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 our team, uh, that, that made us improve the way we did. So, so I think it really started with the, the, uh, the additions that the team, uh, in the previous year, uh, they improved as well. So, uh, very proud uh you know and like you said you know you know it all starts with uh you know from the development when we started uh last winter so uh we continue to improve and uh and it kind of it kind of just carried over the 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 entire season so yeah very proud and uh i I think for me uh there's there's so many uh highlights to it but uh you know we played a you know S A heavy a tournament schedule and uh, to uh, win a uh, ring for win the points uh, championship ring uh, was a uh, was a validation, you know, to show that uh, all the hard work uh, was rewarded at the end, you know, we had no no tournaments off uh, high level competition every week and to still win a points ring I, I think was a, a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. That's, that's a, that's a good end of the season thing to get those rings. You know, it comes a little bit after the season too. So it's like a good reminder of, you know, the season that you had, but also something that's, you know, a little bit after the season. So it's going to be able to push you towards that next season. And, and like you said, that's, that's, that's where it all begins is that off season. So, you know, what do you guys what do you guys doing this off season, getting, getting ready and gearing up any, any big pickups or anything for you?
3: Uh, yeah, we, we actually, you know, it's you know, obviously last year we had a good year, but, uh, you know like I mentioned you know pitchings uh, pitching at this level is very impl- is the name of the game uh, you know there, there's everybody has uh, you know t- two three four five bats but you know we try to uh, go the other way and, and, and continue to add to our pitching staff uh, we added uh, three kids nice. that are uh, uh, I'd probably pencil them in and you know top five uh, top five arms on our team and then uh, Last year, like I said, we were mostly pitching defense, so we added some uh, some, uh, some offense as well. But I, I think the thing that helps with the, the way the roster is structured is we have a lot of versatility. We have a lot of guys that can play uh, infield or outfield, uh, you know. So, you know, multiple positions is very important, especially, you know, depending on who's pitching. And, you know, I, I always tell the parents, you know, coming in, you know, ideally you, you'd love for – each kid to be developed in multiple, you know, multiple positions, because when you get to the high school level, you know, a uh, uh, high school coach is not going to ask you what position. Uh, they're not going to like if they if you mention, well, I play shortstop. Well, <laughs> what else do you play? Well, I, I play shortstop. So for us, you know, we we definitely work on uh, uh, working out kids at multiple positions, and hopefully that uh, that aids their development uh, going into high school and beyond.
0: No, I love it, and and you 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 made a comment about you know your team kind of flying under the radar. I'm gonna be honest with you here. I don't think you guys are flying under the radar anymore when it comes to your team or any team in this program because this program is going in the right direction. People are talking about it, and I'm 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 hearing you know through the grapevines that you guys are getting some good pickups, big pickups for you. So you know that's that's great for you guys and excel in excelling this organization, um, in the right direction and kids wanting to come play for you guys and um you know talk about this how it is competing in michigan because it, michigan is a tough state you know i mentioned it earlier in the podcast saying you know it might be the toughest in in all the midwest you know top to bottom any given day anyone could beat anyone so you know recruiting helps and everything and and the off season helps too but you know why are kids coming to you guys and 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 you know what i uh, don't uh, think
3: i i think i think uh i i truly feel the schedule i i think when when uh when parents see, you know, you're always in every uh, uh, high level event every weekend. You know, you're not, you know, taking any any tournaments off to, to you know, chase a chase a tur- chase a trophy in a tournament. You, you really should be playing And uh, I, I think uh, people saw what we were doing, and uh, and like I said, you know, to to being a points champion, I thought was a uh, was big for, for for my team just because it's it's a whole body of work. So yeah, definitely people notice it, but I, I, I think we, we were under the radar, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Newstead's there and, you know, he's, he's one of the premier, uh, programs, pr- premier teams in, in our age group. And, uh, uh, from the year before, you know, we had a, we had a, a decent, you know, decent year, but, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, we just continue to, uh, to get better. And, uh, you know I think, like I said, the schedule really helped in our development, you know, or bringing in, uh, uh, more talent and, you know, case in point, when we, when we had a tryout, you know, I was blown away with the amount of talented kids that came in, came on board. And, you know, it, it, it's funny, it, you know, you wish you had a spot for all these kids that are interested in your team, but definitely, uh, was, you know, very, you know, flattered to see all these kid kids come on board and, uh, you know i'm really appreciative of, of the the talent that did come on board this this year because i'm excited i'm excited uh for each and every one of them to uh to join uh to join our team they are very talented kids and on top of it uh they're very uh they have very passionate parents so i'm really getting to know these uh these new parents and you know everybody that knows me uh, you know, they could text, call. You know, I can talk. to, I can talk baseball for an hour. I can text all day, just because you know I love it so much. So, yeah, very fortunate to have some uh, good families coming in.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, and glad glad to see you know these these kids coming over and uh, you know take your program to the next level. And
3: you know, you, you I know what, program, but I, you know, I, I think for me, like when when I first started, I started this team at nine U. So this is my fourth year. I, I think it, it's 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 amazing how different the uh, geographic structures change. Like my 9U team was all local kids. But, I mean, this year, I mean, um, we have kids from uh, Canton, Belleville, South Lyon, Clarkston, Rochester, uh, Port Huron. Uh, You know, we're getting kids for where the the facility is. We're looking our our plus drive time for each family, each way, and to, you know, have them that committed, you know— uh, makes me feel good knowing that they have their, uh, faith in uh in what we're doing over here
0: right dedication and you know people want to come to to someone that's doing it the right way so um you know you talked about you started the team at nine U. you're going into 12 U this coming season that's kind of what i want to talk about next is you know you're our first guest that's over the age of i think uh 10 you so far so you know talk about how the game's changing for you guys and you know new rules new distances all that stuff and you know give us give us a little pointers out there for the younger coaches and
3: well i uh, yeah, I think, I think the big thing is, you know, kids are growing. Um, uh, conditioning is very important. Uh, so I, I think every kid uh, should be looking at uh, uh, building strength, conditioning. Uh, arm care is very important. We're starting our arm care program tomorrow, and I know that's going to go for, you know, uh, 10, 10, 12 weeks. So, uh, you know, taking care of your body and, uh like I said, you know, Case in point for like the bigger kids, you know, they, they got to make sure they, they, they stay in shape and uh, they uh, maintain their mobility and uh, uh, building velocity, you know, building velocity is very important, you know, because a lot of kids that are like my age group, you know, 60 mile hours are really good, uh, but that's in the fall. But, uh, you know, I, all these other organizations are doing their arm care programs and they're building their velocity. So 60, you know, in the fall might be, you know, is good, but once April hits, it's 60 average I mean, those are the things, and you know, all these kids they need to work hard to be able to uh, to, uh, like I said, continue their conditioning, build their arm strengths. and uh, you know, uh, the other thing is uh, working on more slide step uh, is very is very important for the pitchers holding the runners. Uh, you know, uh, when you're playing a high level competition, like those are you know those little things. Uh, they they they, uh, they pay off uh, by continuing to work on work on those things. So. Uh, it's going to be a you know definitely a big challenge for the for the kids that this uh, this winter of uh, trying to like I said get better and not being complacent complacent but definitely once they hit about this level uh, at twelve u I really feel like the strength and conditioning is the number
0: one. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And then you also, you know, bring in the right mindset and, you know, the kids are getting older now. So hopefully, you know, a lot of the goofing off and, you know, whatnot starts to limit itself and it, it becomes a lot more mental game and, and whatnot. So it's, uh, you know, I imagine, I imagine you're ready to, uh, you know, get to this age now that you don't have to worry about some of the things that went on at ate you and, and whatnot. But, uh, although fun and everything, but now it's, you know, become much more mental and it's, it's a lot of maturity for these kids to well, have.
3: Uh, well, I also think, I also, think you know when you're looking at you know high level teams you know there's there's not many weaknesses everybody has 11 12 i mean i've even seen you know uh, 13 kid rosters for 12 you this, this coming year you know when you're in a talented roster you, you know when you're at your practice you you, you got to make sure you work hard you know uh take advantage of your opportunities what i tell the kids so uh, you know every year i treat it like a you know like a high school every position's up for grabs you know because you know, whether it's college or your pro or high school, you know, you're getting another recruiting class. You're bringing in more, uh, you know, uh, new kids. So, you know, every position I, I tell these kids are up for grabs, you know, don't worry about the batting order in the fall. Uh, that's going to fluctuate. That's going to change once, once we get started, you know, you're going to do your life hitting and pitching in the tunnels, uh, throughout the winter to get yourself game ready. Yeah, uh, we try to do as much game ready, uh, uh, preparation as possible, but, uh, like I said, when when you have a when you have a deep roster, you need to take advantage of your opportunity. So I appreciate probably on a weekly basis, probably every practice. So these are the things that these kids need to understand: that uh, don't take anything for granted. Don't don't look at last year or what you did. Every year, there's always some another kid coming in, and, and they're they're, they're going to be hungry to uh, make an impression and uh, and they want to earn a spot. So never, you know, that's what I try telling these kids. So I'm looking forward to seeing all, all our talented kids compete
0: yeah right and it's, it's about preparing them for that next level which you talked about earlier you know if you're a junior you got a sophomore coming in and you, you just don't know and there's only one shortstop on the team so you have to be able to play different positions like you said and that's extremely important to be versatile and that's when you do it is in the offseason learn a new position go out and, and have fun try try new things you're, you're never just going to play shortstop and second base you got to be able to play different positions
3: Oh, Absolutely. I mean, you, you try to you try to do multiple, and I, like I said, that's that's the thing I, I love about the roster we have. I mean, it's a talented group, but a very versatile group. I mean, I, I have so many kids that probably could play three positions. Um, I'd I like to think defensively, we're probably three deep uh, just based on all these kids with the abilities to play these positions. So like I said, it's a very exciting group. I, I'm actually really excited to get started.
0: Yeah, and, and it's credit to you guys as an organization for for doing that because you know some organizations they you know they maybe preach that hey you're our shortstop you're gonna play there every game you're gonna practice there every game but you guys you know having you had this team at a young age and you've been doing it at a young age so you've been able to experiment and work through this all so you know credit to you guys for being able to do that.
3: I I think the the best thing when you were in, when you recruit someone you you mention opportunity versus give. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, like I said, when you're the older, you get you, you're always going to have to compete. So you don't want to give anybody anything. So, and I, I think that makes every kid more hungry, knowing that uh, okay, you know, this third base is up for grabs. You know, I'm gonna you know, I have an opportunity to win this job, and you know, and some kids take advantage of it. And uh, like I said, it's 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 based on the it's it's based on the player. So it's all, it's all on them. The opportunity, the developments there, the opportunity's there. It, it's all it's all on them. To take advantage of the tools that are given to them, uh, being with the with the hits organization as well as my team.
1: Yeah,
0: I I think you nailed it. I love it. Um, I'm going to hop into a a little game here. We're going to play a little game. Just introduced it this week, and uh, the game. How we're going to play this game is I'm going to name a quick topic for you, and I want you to first thing that comes to mind for you. um, All baseball related here. So, uh, you ready to have a little fun here? Let's do it. All right, favorite baseball movie. Feel the dreams. Good answer. Uh do you prefer to win or lose the coin toss? Win.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never know. Some people like to lose that coin toss, put the pressure on someone else.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, back- yeah, well, absolutely.
0: Back to back games or a one game break?
3: Uh you know what? I, I, I think I I think I prefer the back to back.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm, with, I'm with you on that 100%, especially at the young age. You just don't know what these kids are doing in between games, so back-to-back back, I'm with you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Gatorade or water? Uh, water. Uh, best food for in-between games if you got to wait one? Wings. Ooh, little chicken wings?
3: Uh, yeah, Canton Sports Center has really good... Uh, good wings and that's where most of of the time we were at last year
0: nice i like it i like it um that's it for, for for the questions here actually you know what i got one more i asked i asked this one to another guest and i and and it's one that interests me so i might be it might be a repeat on this one but favorite seed to get in a tournament and it can't be the number one seed so i i would say
3: i'd say the two seed
0: two seed like coming back and waiting waiting for the the one seed in the championship
3: absolutely absolutely yeah and no yeah that, uh, definitely if it's not one it, it, it's two so uh but yeah, yeah. E- either way it doesn't either way it doesn't matter
0: doesn't matter i like it that's that's what we're looking for that's that's what's all about i appreciate it all right vlad i got one more question for you here What is one moment that comes to mind when you think of travel baseball, whether it's, you know, it's coaching for you or, you know, watching a game, something in your organization, you know, what's kind of one moment that really speaks to you and you're always going to remember about travel baseball? Uh,
3: I mean, for my team personally, just, uh, you know, winning a a state championship. uh, And it's not even just the wins, just uh, there's so many moments that uh, that I remember – even playing, uh, you know, high-level teams and losing. I mean, we lost some walk-off games that were really good games. So I, I think the moments for me is I, I just, uh, you know, enjoy playing a competitive game, win or lose. Uh, you know, if it's a, you know, a high-level team, you know, at the end of the day, you know what? They're they're better by one run or, you know, whatever the final score was as long as we play competitive. But, yeah, for me personally, you know, definitely a state championship. Uh, you know uh, it's number one on the list and you know hopefully uh hopefully all the success we had uh will carry over for this year as well
0: i'm sure it will no i i think winning the state championships is definitely up there and I, I know the kids you know for sure love that moment and that's one that'll never leave there but um but i appreciate you hopping on man i'm excited to watch your team play this year excited to watch this this program go i hope to you know get over to you guys this off season check the check you guys out and um you know see what you guys are working on but you know three and two hits is uh you know a program that everyone should have their eyes eyes on moving forward i think you guys are um gonna have a huge year at all age levels and i think you guys are you know you're definitely on the map if you're not going uh underrated anymore i'll tell you that much i said it earlier but uh People are well aware of you guys now.
3: <laughs> no, I really appreciate it, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Had a lot of fun, and uh, looking forward to uh, listen to uh, all your podcasts. It's uh, it's a great listen, and uh, I strongly advise uh, all all the coaches that I know and uh, and others to uh, you know make the time and and uh, join in because uh, I I think it's a it's a great thing that you're doing.
0: I appreciate that, and we'll definitely have you again on again once we uh, get going up in uh, the spring. You know, when we release those uh, preseason rankings and stuff, we'll definitely have you on again, and you know, talk about what the team's looking like uh, as we get closer to the season. Okay, sounds good to me. I appreciate it, Vlad. All right, I appreciate that with uh, with Vlad over there. Three and two do a great job, and uh, like I said before, can't say enough good things about those guys over there. So. Um, Got one more interview for you here. I'm gonna hop over to. I got Karen Murphy. Uh, Karen wrote wrote a fantastic book. Uh, She wrote a book called Play College Baseball Book, and uh, real excited to hear you guys listen to this. This is great for the kids, good for the parents, good for the coaches. Gives a a perspective from someone else about college recruiting. Uh, Her her books, you know, done really well. It's uh, got a lot going on and. Really excited for this interview. This is this is one I truly enjoyed, and I could have kept it going for quite a while. It's uh, I just want to know more about recruiting. You know, we all do as parents, and all these little questions. And she interviewed so many coaches, and you're going to hear about it. And she has so many answers. So, I'm um, really excited for this one, Karen Murphy. Let's hop into it right now. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I have Karen Murphy on the line with us here, author of Play College Baseball, Your Guide to Getting Recruited. Uh, Book, uh, you can go buy it on Amazon. Advice from over 275 college coaches. Uh, Karen, thanks for joining us.
2: Great. Well, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, of course. I'm really excited for this kind of dive into it and uh, you know, I'm just going to read briefly the Amazon review of it here. It's so uh, so you, so you want to play college baseball. This book is your guide to getting recruited with advice from over 275 college coaches. Avoid the misinformation and pitfalls. Let division 1, 2 and division 3 college coaches guide you through the recruiting process. This book takes you through the process from how to prepare to be recruited to how to find the right school to how to be noticed by coaches, to expectations on a new team, and even discusses your options if you don't get a recruitment invitation. So this is right up our alley here. This is, you know, we're, we're focused on travel baseball um, from a young age up until, you know, that high school age level. So this is this is perfect for us. This is what, um, you know, people want to hear about. And, you know, what kind of made you, you know, write this book? How Why does this interest you?
2: It probably all started, the inspiration for this was my son who, when he was trying to be recruited for college baseball, um, there's just so much information, misinformation out there, and parents don't really know the actual story. And so I just kind of went into it and started interviewing coaches to kind of find out, you know, from their perspective, because they're the ones who decide who gets on the team, what they want to see, and, you know, how, how the recruiting process is from their perspective.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's important, and that's, that's what I read. I, I believe it said uh, you had three children that all played college sports, so you've been through it. You know kind of what it takes and everything, and this isn't this isn't new for you.
2: Well, it's in a way it's new because our two daughters both swam, okay. and when you're recruiting to swim, all the coaches really care about is what your times are, and if they have a slot for like if you're a backstroker and you have a great time, and the, and they need a backstroker, then you're in. But with baseball, it's just so different. It's just so much more subjective.
0: Right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of different things can go into it. And, you know, it's crazy, especially nowadays. It's not what it was 20, 25 years ago with, you know, social media and everything like that. It's a, a lot going into it. Um, you know, so so you, your, your boy played baseball, you said?
2: He did. He was able to um, pitch for four years for um, a school called Washington and Lee, which is in Virginia. Awesome. And it was just the perfect fit for him. He luckily ended up at, at, at a good place for him.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. So yeah, in the travel baseball world, I'm sure you've been a part of it. It's, it's crazy times, but you know, we all love it.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you talked about, you know, kind of what drove you to that. Um, you know, what's kind of the, the one thing you, that really sticks out to you that you learn from this that, you know, you want to relate to the listeners here?
2: Probably the biggest thing is that college baseball coaches get hundreds and thousands of requests and, and, in, you know requests from recruits and they have lists that are some some of the top schools have thousands on the list and the coaches are trying to cross people off the list because there's so many they they just look for any reason that they want that they can cross you off their list and kind of pair the list down to who they actually want
0: oh that's that's real interesting so ultimately you got this big list and it's not necessarily you know we're putting it in the top and the bottom, it's, you're getting checked off and it's kind of who's left standing type of thing and who made it through the cuts ultimately.
2: That's what they say, that there's a lot, they called it like on the board, a lot of the coaches sure. and the, some of the top coaches had like two or 3,000 kids and they, they watched them for a couple years and... They cross them off for, you know, all kinds of different reasons.
0: Sure. Right. Anything. And that's what we tell the kids all the time that, you know, just every little thing matters, whether it's, you know, social media grades or um, I heard a story from a college recruiter one time that said he saw his parents carrying his bat bag and he crossed them off the list right then and there because it just wasn't what he was looking for, whether it's, you know, you know, being babied or whatever that may be. But, you know, little things like that get you crossed off absolutely <laughs> that's crazy to me and and, and i believe it 100 percent. so how how open are these college coaches you know to talking and giving away their secrets were they pretty open or were they you know kind of stand off and you had to poke them a little bit
2: no actually um well there are about 900 teams in the u.s and i contacted all of them wow. and so i got interviews with two a little over maybe 275 280 coaches and i think they were open to talking to me because they want the process to go easier. They don't want the parents who are difficult, and they want to let the parents know and let the players know what they want to see, because that just makes their job so much easier.
0: Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good point now that I think about it is, uh, you know, it's travel, baseball, any, any sport, you know, parents can be a little bit crazy at times. So, you know, being able to voice their opinion, you know, through a book like this, I think it's probably great for them at the end of the day and hoping people read things like this and, and they understand and, and makes everything go a lot smoother, like you said. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome. Um, so, any, any did any like top coaches, you know, really speak out to you? You Don't gotta give any names, but was there a certain few that like really spoke to you? Whether it's you know related to your kids or just kids in general, something that you know kind of spoke to you?
2: Um, there were a lot of coaches. Um, some of the coaches who gave me the most um, interesting information asked to be anonymous. So for those coaches, I just identified them by their position and their conference. And some of the most interesting information I got was how when you get a scholarship offer that it can be taken away. I mean, officially it can not be taken away, but the coaches were telling me that if a coach doesn't want you on the team and has already offered you a scholarship, he can say to you, look, you can come to my school, but you're going to be miserable. You're never going to be on the field, so it's probably best for you to just move on and go somewhere else, which is something they're not Coaches didn't really want to put their name to that, but you know, several of them—excuse me—several of them told me that that you have to be really careful, especially at the higher levels.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense, and you know, wanting to name uh, remain anonymous, so that makes total sense, and I and I get it and understand it. So ultimately, they're you know they're doing the kids a favor, and it's it, it's a, it's a crazy business, and but they're you're they're trying to be upfront and honest with them without you know hurting the kids' feelings and whatnot. Right. No, that's, that's interesting. And also in the book, um, do you have, you have different people with their actual titles and schools and stuff, or is it mostly anonymous?
2: I do probably most of them have their, um, their name, their title, their school and their conference, and then what division they're in. And what I, I have in the back of the book, I have, uh, three indexes, one index, um, is it by the coach one by the conference and one by the school so if you're interested in a certain coach or a certain conference you can look it up and then see what page their quotes are on
0: ah interesting so kind of talk about that too so i I know the book dives into um i believe you know finding the right spot for you you also talk about that right
2: right absolutely
0: yeah and 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 work were college coaches open to you about describing that process too and what it takes to find your right spot
2: Sure. Well, what they said, well, there's kind of different levels for that. First of all, you want to try to find out, um, first they, ask, they tell you you want to prepare. You want to be prepared physically and academically because, of course, grades are almost as important, if not more important, than your skill level. And then to determine what level of play you're at. So maybe go to college games and see where you fit in. Go to you know, different levels and see where you think you could fit in. And then after you kind of figure out where you are as far as the level of play, then you need to, like, look at the school and look at the the geography and the academics. And, you know, do you want to be in a rural school or an urban school? And just kind of look at all of that put together. And then after you do all that, then start um, contacting the coaches.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. It's uh, And I love how you keep talking about the academics. It's really important. And, you know, not just for, it's important for any sport that you play, but specifically baseball is definitely one of them because, you know, with the scholarships and money, it's not like basketball or football where you're getting a full ride, everything played for. Baseball is a little more different. So you got to have those grades. They're extremely important.
2: They are extremely important. And there's some coaches, if you don't have the grades, they just won't even talk to you because... Scholarships are, of course, everyone wants to get a scholarship. But in Division One, for instance, the coaches were telling me that there's only 11.7 scholarships that they have to divide between 27 kids. Wow! So you're not going to get a full scholarship um, for athletics if you can add some academics into that. If you have your grades are pretty, you know, pretty good. Then you can add. The athletic and the academic together, and you can get a pretty decent sized scholarship. But you're not going to get a great scholarship on just your athletics.
0: Right, right, and that's that's the biggest difference there between you know basketball and football versus baseball. So you know, realistically, if you have the grades, if you have you know the talent on the field, you can get pretty close to that full ride, whether it's eighty percent or somewhere around there. And uh, that's the goal. That's what saves the parents, right?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, right. And one thing they do warn about though is that you don't want to spend too much money on the athletics, you know, you don't want to go to every tournament and every showcase that's out there. You want to spend, you know, if your child is, is good athletically, you may want to spend a little bit of time giving them some SAT prep and, you know, getting their grades up because you're not, it's still not going to be, especially if you, if you go to a state school, the scholarship is going to help, but it's not that expensive past what you can get athletically and academically put together.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a phenomenal point. You don't need to go to every showcase out there. And at this point, when you're going through the recruitment stage, you should kind of know where your kid stands, hopefully, or your kid should know. So, um, yeah, save the extra couple bucks on a four hundred dollars showcase and put it two hundred dollars towards a um, you know an SAT prep class or something like that. That's that's great advice there. I like that a lot.
2: Well, well, what one of the one of the, a lot of the coaches talked about is see what kind of um, feedback you get. Go to different, you know, if you want to go, you know, go to this level of the showcase you think you're at, and if you get absolutely no response from the coaches, maybe that's not the level you should be. Maybe you should be at a lower level where you can actually get some feedback and some interest from the coach.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, One thing I kind of wanted to ask you when it comes down to this is, you know, share with us, uh, you know, one little bit when it comes to comes to the parents here and uh, you know how to handle these things and uh, these college coaches they're they're probably looking at the parents and during games or showcases and everything too and so how important is it for parents to you know handle the situation the right way
2: it's incredibly important in fact I have an entire chapter that says parents don't do this (laughs) and one of the big things the coach one of the big things the coaches don't like is parents who are who are yelling at the umpires and the coaches and yelling about every single call Um, they don't like coaches who, they don't like the parents who sit in front of, you know, the great seats with the radar gun. Um, a lot of coaches don't care about the radar gun, but the ones who really dislike it, really, really dislike it. They don't like the dad who sits there and calls out every pitch. They, they're working and they want to be there and be able to evaluate for themselves. And they don't like coach. One other thing, big thing for parents is bad, bad mouthing previous coaches, Mm -hmm. Um, that can, that can get them crossed off the list so quickly because they don't want to hear that your high school coach was terrible. You know, maybe he was terrible, but you can't say that you, you say that to your family. Don't say that to the coach. He doesn't want to hear that
0: right that's that that's great advice there too and uh you know everything that you're saying here is is is, i I think it's going to resonate in everyone and whether that's you or whether it's someone on your team or someone you know um everybody sees that parent that's behind home plate with the radar gun um and i think that's okay at a young age you know eight nine ten eleven maybe twelve but as you get to that high school level and these guys are coming around save those spots for those college coaches because they want to be up there and they want to see it and they want to see your kid just perform on his own. Own and let him play without, you know, dad or mom or grandma, grandpa, you know, screaming at him nonstop.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's one, one other thing at a game that, that bothers coaches is some parents don't realize the coaches are there working. They're not there just casually watching a game. So don't go up to a scout and start talking to them and start pointing out your child and start just conversation. That's not what they're there for. They're, they're there to work. And it's According to what they say, it's very annoying when parents come up and try to dist- and distract them for what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a job for them too. It's yeah, I mean it's it's their work. And you know, are, do you know are they okay with after the game if they're kind of sticking around? Are are they okay with people kind of coming up to them then?
2: Um, they didn't specifically say that, but in general, college coaches want to talk to parents only about how's the weather, you know. Mm. That sort of thing. They don't want to hear about playing time. They don't want you to brag about your about your child. Um, probably they didn't specifically say after games, but it's if you if you if you find a coach who really doesn't like that, you're going to annoy him, and he's just going to cross your child off the list because he doesn't want a lot of communication with the parents. They want the communication with the players because they're the players are becoming young men. They have to handle themselves in college, and the coaches want to talk to the players. You know, most if not all the communication should be between the coach and the player.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's uh, it's 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 their scholarship at the end of the day, and I understand. You know, parents help help you know the kids get to this level, but once you get to that high school age, like you said, they are becoming you know young adults, and and you got to learn. And that's why I brought up the story earlier of you know a parent carrying a seventeen year old kid's bat bag, and like you said, it, it's what's one thing you cross off the list, and you keep bringing that up. It's just it's that's how you get crossed off, and, and I just keep thinking of, you know, kind of survival. And that's really all it is. You have 100 kids fighting for four or five scholarships each year, and and one little thing gets you checked off. And, uh, you know, it's important. I know I tell my kids all the time that, you know, social media and paying attention to that and make sure you're doing things the right way and make sure you're getting the right grades and and everything like that. Um, Did you you guys dive into social media at all?
2: We did talk about social media um, somewhat. Um, The biggest thing about social media is don't put anything out there that you don't want the coaches to see because they do check it. Mm-hmm. And when one coach sees that the coaching community is incredibly small relatively and that a lot of them know each other, maybe they played together, maybe they coached together, maybe in their same conference. So if there's one kid out there who is doing things on social media that's kind of, you know, a little sketchy, the, everyone else is going to know about it. And that it's important to realize that these guys these guys know each other
0: right right it's all going to come around and you know with social media now i think it's great for the kids if they're doing it the right way and travel baseball for for whatever reason it and is i'm sure other sports are like this too but it really has a huge community especially with the kids and posting you know highlights and stats and everything and for the most part I, i always see positive things and nothing bad but you know you never want to be that one person that posts something bad because again that would get you crossed off the list right then and there
2: it definitely would yes
0: so, talk about your favorite chapter in the book. What's the favorite? You know, your your go-to. If if one person you know opens it up, where do you want to go in that book to draw them into it?
2: I'd say my kind of my favorite chapter is the chapter that says "Don't do this" um, for the parents um, because the parents don't realize that they can be such a detriment to their to their son to try to play I, if they if they're bragging to the coach, if they're lying about offers, if they're trying to act like an agent and playing one offer over another. Um, one of the coaches told me specifically that uh, he had a player come up to him and say, well, I've got this great offer if this other school, or the parent, I guess, too. Um, and the coach is like, okay, that's interesting Then Call us the other school and, find, and if, he, if he finds out that you're lying or if you're trying to play one against each other, that's another reason to get you crossed off. And there's just so many things parents can do that they don't realize. And you'll never know why a coach stops contacting you. They're not going to call you and say, oh, I'm sorry, your parents were incredibly difficult. I'm crossing you off the list. You're just not going to hear from them again.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's it. It's, it's done. It's over. On to the next one. And, you know, you mentioned that. And it echoes for everything for these kids. And when it comes down to choosing your teams for travel baseball and when you, you're moving teams and you're, you're, you're being recruited for these different teams, again, don't lie about, well, you know, Team A wants me, and Team B wants me. So, does my kid get to do this for your team? Because again, that small community—they're gonna find out. It's—it's—it gets word gets around fast. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's uh, yeah. Word word travels very quickly with that. I, it's it's crazy world. What's uh you know one maybe quote one advice you know for the kids out there that you know really stuck to you that uh, will resonate with everyone out there.
2: Um. Let's see. Um. One of the things that I found was very interesting when the coaches were talking about um, when you send an email to the coaches, don't send a mass email, don't send it to 50 coaches with Mm -hmm. a title that says Dear Coach, Um, because what the coaches were saying is like, this one quote is, uh, Dear Coach letters go in the trash. Express your interest in the program, use the coach's name, the school's name, and include your resume, because if you don't do that, you're going to... The coach is going to be okay. Well, I'm one of a hundred people. You just send this to, and I'm just going to throw this away.
0: Right, right. So always use the coach's name or in the school, correct?
2: Right, absolutely. And show and show that you know something about the coach or know something about the program, um, because they want you. They want you to be want to be there also. Um, one of the other things that I thought was pretty interesting in the section there's one section one chapter that talks about um, when you're new to the team. Um, when you're new to the college team, when you're actually on the team. Um, and I'll go ahead and, and read this to you if you want. Yeah, um, absolutely. The biggest adjustment is the speed of the game. It's much different from high school to college. Physical requirements are higher. If your body just can't move that fast, you can't play at that level. Um, this is a coach quoting. I was a good college player but didn't go pro because physically I couldn't move at the re- required speed. That's something else to realize that you're competing a- against... Um, Young men who, are pro- who could be five years older than you, they're more physically mature, they're faster, there's no, um, there's no, no one in the lineup who can't hit, everyone can hit, everyone, um, the game is faster, and you just have to realize that you know, there's a big adjustment level when you go to a college team.
0: Yeah, don't. No, that's great. And that's what I like about this book is you're kind of taking everyone through the full process. So you're not cutting it off at, you know, the recruitment level. You're kind of talking about what it takes to, you know, transition to this team. And, you know, it, I think it, it, it resonates to, you know, just me being able to go to a new team, whether it's from eighth grade to high school or, you know, sophomore to varsity, whatever that may be. So, um, you know, obviously it's a college recruitment book, but it, it's able, you're able to kind of put it in anything with this travel baseball world.
2: And the other than the last chapter is um, talks about if you don't get a recruitment offer, um, probably the first thing there is to have a nice heart to heart with your parents or, you know, with a, a coach and decide if do you really want to play in college. And if you decide that you really want to, then you need to go full force on it, whether you're going to be a walk on, whether you're going to go to a junior college. Um, and there's all kinds of advice from the coaches on what to do if you if you end up your senior year and you haven't gotten an offer. What are your options at that point?
0: Sure. That's that's something that, you know, kind of speaks to me specifically. You know, I played college sports and I went to JUCO route to start and everything. So, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with JUCO. And I'm, I'm sure these coaches said the same thing where nothing's wrong with junior college because it's going to come back around. You have a great junior college career. You're going to be looked at again, once again.
2: Absolutely. They talk about that a lot of the top um, level coaches um that's where they get a lot of their recruits instead of just high school they also look at the the junior colleges um they do talk about walk-on being a very difficult route i mean you can do it and sometimes it works but there are coaches who just won't take any walk-ons and so between junior college and walk-on all depending on your situation, junior college may actually be a better route for you to kind of get your game a little bit higher, your grades a little higher, and then you maybe go to, a you know, a, one of the top-level programs.
0: Right, and, and, you know, you're also able to get stronger, bigger, uh, quicker, everything. You're able to do that there. That's a, that's important. Um, you know, I, I love this. This is, this is exactly what we're trying to get out there, um, these little type of things. So, um, you know, the book I, I saw, it's on Amazon, right? That's the best place to go buy it.
2: Um. Well, it's on, It's available on Amazon. It's also available on our website, um, which is playcollegebaseballbook dot com, and it's the same price both places. Um, it's you know free shipping either way. Uh, if you have Prime, if you have Prime, um, Amazon's going to give you free shipping. If you don't have that, maybe go to our website and we'll still give you free shipping. So awesome. There's a couple places to get it.
0: Awesome. What's next for you? Any any other books coming down the way, or is this it for you?
2: Uh, I don't know yet. Um, this was a basically a three-year process between the interviewing wow. and putting everything together. There's, you know, like I said, 275 coaches. There's like 1,300 quotes in there. Wow. So organizing everything and putting it together. Um, right now, I'm just just kind of taking a step back for a second and you know, kind of looking at. Um, not doing another one quite yet I, maybe in the future though
0: sure taking some time to yourself I don't blame you with all that time putting in and and, and the quotes to me that's that's awesome especially for kids reading these books um, being able to go through just quotes sometimes and uh, you know I, I like reading sports related books too but even if you're just you're just reading paragraph after paragraph after paragraph sometimes it gets a little blurry with the eye. so being able to see quotes and how they're written there I think is uh, I think it's great for kids and, and everyone there so um, with that amount of quotes that's 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 great stuff you got going on there
2: well it's kind of easier reading too because each quote is in um, a block so you can kind of scan a page and see what quotes kind of speak to you and without reading like you said you're not reading paragraph after paragraph you can go through and look at the topics and pick out quotes that you know draw your interest.
0: Right. And that, that's, that's kind of what spoke to me is, um, your, your Instagram, uh, play college baseball book, everyone go check it out. The Instagram you are posting, you know, a few of the quotes there and everything. And, and again, just reading the quotes, the, how you have it set up there is so much easier to read for someone like me versus, you know, a, a, a blank page with just word after word after word. So, you know, the different sizes and fonts and everything I think is, is a lot easier to read for people
2: oh good well thank you i appreciate that of
0: course yeah so again uh you know check out the instagram play college baseball book the website play college baseball you can buy the book on amazon and i got one more question here for you so the way we end it uh, with each uh, each interview each guest we talk about one moment that you know you always remember when it comes to um we we say travel baseball but You know, whether it's swimming or or anything for you for your kids, um, what's kind of one moment that really sticks out to you that you always remember when it comes to travel sports?
2: Oh, travel sports! Um, That's very interesting. Um, We did so much travel, right? Well, we did so much traveling with the girls um, swimming, and then with our son playing baseball. Probably. The thing you remember, the thing I remember most, is when he had just like a fantastic game, and he um, he was a pitcher. But when he was in travel baseball, he also batted. So like he had like a great game. He batted well. He, um, you know, he pitched well, and just like the glow on his face to like be super successful. Um, each moment is just is so special to see. You know, you see your child just like glowing with, you know, enjoying the sport, having a great time with the team kind of thing.
0: Right. And just taking it all in. I, I agree. I like the way you ended that there is, you know, enjoying and having fun with the team because those little little memories are the ones that they'll remember the most. And they're not going to remember championships from when they were nine, but they'll remember the, the time they had a big hit and they celebrated with their team. So I think you nailed it there. It's, uh, it's important to okay, take thanks. those moments in.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on, Karen. Uh, You know, I I would definitely love to, you know, have you on again sometime as, uh, you know, I get some feedback about, I'm sure there's going to be questions too, and I hope everyone goes and picks up the book and, you know, really dives into it. And and, and I want to see the kids reading this too. I think it's important for them and obviously the parents too, but um, the kids are are the future of this and how it's going to be handled. So all you kids out there, make sure you go pick up the book and uh, ask for it for Christmas, right? Christmas right around the corner.
2: (laughs) Sounds good
0: well, I appreciate it Karen. thank you very much
2: okay well thanks so much for having me
0: no problem all right I hope you guys enjoyed that one with Karen like I said she's a wealth of knowledge she's got uh so many interviews in her back pocket so many that she did and go check out the book guys pick it up for your kid It's a great read for your kid uh easy read for the kid uh, easy read for the coaches parents and everything and I think it's got a lot to show lots of, a lot we can learn from it and it's that, everybody from the coaches the players uh, parents, grandparents, whatever you may be. But uh, there's a lot. But we could all learn. So definitely go pick up the book. Um, I think it's it's great for for everyone. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. But that's going to wrap it up. uh, Week 3. Episode 3. Midwest Baseball Ranks Podcast. Like I said earlier, guys, please like, subscribe, leave a rating, tell people about it. We're trying to get out here. Our views have been fantastic. Like I said, week 1 shattered our expectations. Week 2, we raised it up. And um, as of this morning, we actually broke that, broke our expectations on week two also, but we still want to grow. Um, our expectations, are at the end of the day, don't mean nothing if it's not continuing to grow. So um, spread the word. But uh, go check out the website, like I said, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Check out the Instagram, uh, Midwest Baseball Ranks. Um, check out the Facebook, Midwest Ranks. Lots of content coming. Baseball season's coming real quick, real quick. Um, hop into another state next week, but you know, let us know what you guys want to hear. We appreciate all the feedback and, you know, excited, excited for what's to come for this. We got lots to come and, uh, it's hard everything on the download. We're trying to let some things come out each and every week on the podcast, but there's a lot more to come and I'll continue to break some, some things coming up to you, but, um, let us know what else you want to hear. What else you want to see? And, uh, Looking forward to next up next week's episode and uh, some more great guests from you guys. But uh, if you guys, if you want to be a guest, too, reach out. You know, you're more than welcome on our show. If you're a coach, um, you know, someone in an organization or um, whatever it may be, I'm sure we can put you on no matter what. This is about you guys. Like I said, our our main main thing here is getting you guys exposure. So,
2: um,
0: anyone anyway, we're willing to help hop on and uh, we're glad to have you on. But with that being said, I'm out.